Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Happy Monday and welcome to this week's episode of the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. Guys, I've got a treat for you all today. I was, uh, I've was i been trying to get this guy on the show for a little while. I actually heard him on a different podcast uh, a couple of months ago and thought, wow, this would be a really good fit to bring on uh, the Small Business Surgeon and chat with. So uh, super excited to welcome today's guest. He is a partner in Height Digital and he is a wizard in the world of SEO. So guys, please welcome. Uh, my guest today, Adam McChesney. Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. I'm super excited to uh, to be here. Going to be a fun one today. Man, I wish the size of your grin would show up in the uh, in the actual podcast. <laughs> Adam, Adam has the the most addictive smile of uh, any human I've seen, maybe other than Mark Zalmanoff, and he's uh, he just looks happy to be here. So, dude, welcome. Um, you are like just the the king of SEO in the uh, in the Apex kind of world, man. Tell us a little bit about Height Digital, and um, man, I want to just jump in and, and dig around in the SEO world because I think it's something that's overlooked by a lot of us because we we pay for ads so man tell us a little bit about height digital first off yeah absolutely so height digital is a full service digital marketing agency i actually just uh transitioned and merged my company which was ms marketing uh mm-hmm. with them last week officially oh, wow. um so it's uh it, it's exciting times uh you know for me I have a sales and business development background, and, and that's really where I want to focus my time and effort in, in the, the big picture of things. And so now I have a, a full team of people. Um, we're a team of about 80 specialists between search engine optimization, website design and development, and then paid advertising along with some logo branding stuff. But um, we have now uh, seven franchises uh, and owner partnerships across the country. Super excited about the growth there. And uh, just some really exciting times to be in, in the digital marketing space, specifically my background, specifically around SEO and lead generation. So I'm super excited about what the, the future has in store. Dude, that's just killing it from from where you were even a couple of months ago when when I heard about you that you've just uh, you've got some exponential growth going on. So man, well done. Um, so let's start with your background. You said your your background is SEO. SEO is like it's like this magic like kingdom to a lot of us. We know it exists. Um, we know you got to take a lot of mushrooms to get inside of it. But like for real, how does how does SEO even begin to work for a small business? Because I know that that, that coming up top when somebody searches for your business name or for what your business provides, it can really um, affect the bottom line of a company. So if I'm starting out my business, what is SEO? Where do we go? Absolutely. So I think the the one tough thing about SEO is that there's a lot of misconceptions. There, there's really no apples to apples comparison with what marketing companies offer, which kind of muddies the water. My background and experience uh, goes back to 2018 when I took a online course to learn how to rank and rent websites. Mm-hmm. So I actually learned it in the most basic format. A lot of people try to go and they try to go full steam ahead, which is um, not necessarily a, a bad problem. But if you don't learn the basics of it, which is a, a lot of content, there's on-site search engine optimization, which is making sure all of your pages are titled correctly. 
And then there's the offsite stuff, which could include your Google My Business listing, mm-hmm. backlinks, citations, all those different things. So I, ha- I learned how to do it for myself first and foremost, and then build over 100 websites that I actually still own and operate today, two of which have turned into actual other businesses that I own and operate and then hire out teams to do the work. So I kind of got my my hands dirty in the beginning to really right. understand it. And then now is where most of my stuff is where I'm actually doing it for other people. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I I do, you know, I kind of talk the talk and walk the walk because I understand it in, in kind of its entirety um, versus some people, you know, they kind of dabble with it and then they try to go do it for other people, but they haven't proved that they can do it themselves. <laughs> There's a lot of marketing companies on the internet with uh, with very little validation. <laughs> it's very, it's, it's easy to read shit in a book, but it's not easy to do it for, uh, for real in real life. So with that Absolutely. said, Okay, let, let's assume I own a small business, which, you know, 80% of my audience does. So we're going to assume I own a small business. What's the, what's the best thing I can do right off the bat as a small business owner um, to, to start to climb this mountain of getting ranked? Absolutely. So a lot of people don't understand that the website that they obviously have that is hopefully driving traffic to through search engines and the, the free Google My Business listing mm-hmm that those two things actually go hand in hand. Right. Most people think they're entirely separate and in, in, in its infancy, yes, they are, but they, they have a lot more to do with each other than, than one would think. So the Google My Business listing is absolutely free. Even if you don't have a website, you can get that up and running. And so it is its own search engine in and of itself. So you wanna make sure that that profile is optimized to its entirety. So all of the information is there. You have photos, you have your logo, all the services, your areas of, of opportunity and location, those types of things, and then that you're consistently posting to it. So it's a search engine and a social media type of platform, oh. just like Facebook would be. So where most businesses fall short is they're not doing the simple and easy things of even setting up that free profile. They want to go immediately in to start paying someone to yeah. do SEO, even though they're really not ready for that. How many... Um, so, how many businesses don't even know GMB exists, man? <laughs> we, we... You know, I think a lot of people understand, you know, maybe that it exists be, just because of the review portion. So mm-hmm. they, you know, everyone knows a Google review. And what right. most people don't understand is that not only is getting reviews important, but responding to reviews is extremely important. And then also the quality of the reviews. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of low-hanging fruit uh, SEO type of tactics and strategies that you can implement in your review process, how you get them, what your customers are, are saying about you, and all of those things. So there, there is a, a very large process that goes in just to the Google My Business listing. And is that pretty much day one, week one, step one of getting your small business organized. Absolutely. I mean, so I would, you know, as a small business owner, I would definitely go and set that up first, depending upon what your small business is and how competitive your industry is. Mm -hmm. I work with a lot of contractors. So a lot of contractors have to then go and also get their website start doing SEO and then also probably some paid advertising uh, that we would do for them in the interim while their website ranks because they can't really afford not to have an online presence when their market and their competition is spending so much money. But yes, that would kind of be the first thing that I would go ahead and do and then getting a website that can actually 
rank on Google because that's the other aspect is most people will take a basic website. Mm -hmm. They'll try to start investing money in search engine optimization. And where we've had a lot of success, where I've had a lot of success is only taking on projects where the website's foundation is actually meant and can be ranked on the search engines or we're in a redesign process where a lot of marketing companies or a lot of people just assume, oh, you have a website with a couple pages on it. We just need to go take it and rank it with SEO. If, if the foundation of the website isn't there, we're likely not going to take on the project unless a redesign is going to happen because you're setting your up, you're setting yourself up for failure Absolutely. or lack of, or lack of results for your client, which you don't really want that either, obviously. So, you know, man, I've got so many questions starting to come out because, you know, SEO is, uh, it's, it's up my street. We own a, uh, we own a marketing agency with the Texas media foundry and, um, there's so many things that, that, that we do already um, that I think that we can gain knowledge out of you, man. This is why I love doing a podcast. It's like getting to sit with coaches for an hour. So um, explain to me, if you would, the difference on ranking uh, on Google or something like ranking on Google Maps or something like ranking on YouTube, which is really like keyword heavy on YouTube. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so with Google Maps, it's going to be a combination of filling out the profile to the fullest. So mm -hmm. kind of what we refer to as that initial optimization, it's going to include consistent posting. So making sure that you're posting, you know, we post for our clients once a week, if not more, then uh, from there, you're making sure that you're getting reviews, responding to those reviews, good, bad, or indifferent. And then there is what is referred to as a citation. Mm -hmm. So a citation is what uh, what is also referred to as NAP, which is name, address, and phone number. So you want to make sure that all of your local listings and all of your directories are not only claimed, yeah. but that that information is consistent across all of those different platforms. Mm -hmm. So we have a software to help out with that. But that's where, you know, th those are four just steps that are pretty simple and easy to do it. And most of them besides the listings and most people only do one out of those four. So yeah, if you're, yeah. if you're hitting all of those four, you're putting yourself in a good position to then go rank in the map section, which then turns into your, to your website. Yeah, yeah. Now I know those directories are, are super important as well. There's there's actually directory services companies that just do that as mm -hmm. um, and and chasing down directories because when somebody looks you up, if the information is not current, then it's no use. But man, it's so difficult as business owners to keep track of all of this and to keep track of everything that, that that's done. So obviously, you know, we want people to come in and, and hire your company to do this for them. But from a small business owner perspective, is there a way? to make this feasible for an in-house employee to do? Absolutely. So all of those things minus the, the local listings is really going to be feasible to do in-house. The, mm -hmm. the, the reason why people hire us to do local listings is we have connections to those large software services where we can do it for pennies on the dollar from, from what it would take from a time standpoint Absolutely. for them to go do all of those different things. But all of those other things, you know, optimizing the profile, posting, you know, once a week, if not more, and then making sure that someone is responding to those reviews. I mean, mm -hmm. the, all of those things are, you know, definitely something you can do in-house. It's, it's just something to add to the uh, the never-ending list of the uh, the tasks of the entrepreneur.
Um, exactly. So, you know, what what would you think the most common mistake that most small business owners make when they set up their website and socials is? Absolutely. So I think first and foremost, it's the platform and then the hosting of what they do with the website. So there's a lot of free builders, you know, that are out there that you mm -hmm. can go build on a variety of different platforms. I won't get into to all of them. We, we primarily use WordPress just because it has time and time again, been the most consistent in terms of ranking our clients' websites. Mm -hmm. it, it's fastest load speeds, all of those different things, but where marketing companies have strategically either strategically or unwillingly known that the, there wasn't going to be success in a campaign for a client because they didn't they didn't recommend the right thing and what i mean by that is we have clients or potential clients that come to us all the time hey i have a, a quick three-page website i'm using x y and z platform i want to go start ranking on google now i could tell that potential client hey you know let's go do it. Or I could re actually do what is recommended, which, you know, you, you should really have a minimum of, you know, an eight page website. That's where we start with our clients. Mm -hmm. Most of our clients are 15 to 20 pages because we want to set them up for success because content and having an individualized page for a particular service or a service location is so much more important especially when you're trying to connect Google My Business and yeah, your website. Yeah. And so we we try to build out that stuff from the beginning, which is going to be a little bit more time consuming. It's going to be a little bit more expensive, but you're not going to have to continue to pay for those things long term without getting results. So if, if we just take a three page website with next to no content on a on a bad platform, it, it's nice for us because we can start doing this stuff right away. But the likelihood of us having success and the likelihood of there being results for our clients is just so slim to none. But that's where we've kind of separated ourselves. And that's where personally, in my career, I want to know that I have a chance to hit a home run mm -hmm. and not set myself up to, you know, have to, you know, hit a single and then potentially, you know, <laughs> potentially get thrown out a second, all, all those different things. So yeah. th there's different ways. Everyone has their different methodologies. This is just the way that we've had a lot of success doing it time and time again is by, by bulking up the content from the beginning. Well, it, it was, uh, I forget who it was that said content is king. Um, but no, it certainly is with, with websites. It's, it's more ways to, to backlink. It's more validation. It's more different articles in different places. And it, it all starts to count. But, um, you know, once we get, once, once we get Google lined out, once we start to see some traction, um, you know, are you more of an advocate of dialing in SEO or more of an advocate of running paid ads alongside it? What do you like to do? Yeah, so I'm 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 massive on SEO. That's where I've had success in my businesses. Um, you know, we do paid advertising. We're we're really good uh, on both Google and Facebook. Depending upon the industry, every industry is going to have their their better platform when it comes to those. We're also getting heavily uh, involved with YouTube ads now as well. Um, most marketing companies will position paid ads in a way where SEO seems not as important, mm -hmm. whereas we're kind of the opposite. Just because from a standpoint of we want the long-term return on investment for our clients and the long-term return on investment is always going to be SEO mm -hmm. because you're not having to pay for clicks. But that also, that also leaves you know, me as a marketer uh, you know, kind of left open to have someone leave us if 
you know, they're doing paid ads because that once the SEO kind of, you know, maxes out to where they don't need paid ads because they don't need to keep growing or it's just astronomical, then we lose a retainer, which for me at that point, I've, I, I look at it as we've crushed it for the client. We're going to get referrals. Mm-hmm. They're going to promote and talk about us versus, okay, hey, there was, you know, X amount of dollars out the door because they're not doing Google pay for click with us. Right. So, right. Um, but most, most people don't think in that mindset, whereas I want, I want the best return on investment for clients. Mm-hmm. No, that, that's totally true. And I, I find that the more I'm around the Apex network, I find that more and more people think, along those lines and and business really is helping people get what they need and what they want and they the, the money just comes after that you know it's it's more about providing the service and delivering um delivering shit that matches with your core values so man i want to shift gears here a minute adam because we've been pretty seo focused and we've not really done much small business surgeon stuff we've uh, we come in and just just jump straight in the deep end so tell us a little bit about your background and where you came from and uh, i want to just touch on your entrepreneurial journey a little bit because uh, i don't think entrepreneurs are born they're made <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I definitely agree with you there. So, um, so my my background uh, primarily in the professional world uh, was in medical device sales. So I worked with two different companies uh, in different sorts of fashions uh, over the last five years, and that was really what I always kind of thought I wanted to do. I was working for a, a massive uh, company selling. Uh, CPAP equipment, uh, was promoted to an account manager at a pretty young age. So mm-hmm. uh, just for whatever reason, once I started doing that, uh, I kind of realized it, it wasn't as fulfilling. Uh, you know, money was great, benefits, travel, all those different things, but it wasn't where I, I, I necessarily wanted to be long term. And so that's when kind of the entre- entrepreneurial bug, I've always kind of have it, had it, but I never, I never had that opportunity or something to really sink my teeth in. And so when a, a course uh, to learn digital marketing came across where I was really positioned as a digital landlord and not mm-hmm. just a digital marketer was, was so interesting to me. So I took that kind of leap of faith in, in learning the course and over the, ne- the course of the next couple of years, um, really understanding what, what I could do and position myself yeah. in the market. Let me stop you just a second. Now, I know what a digital landlord is, but that's a that's a new concept to a lot of people. Can you explain real quick um, what digital landlording is and uh, and how it works for these guys? Absolutely. So if you think about any asset that you have online, so your website, your Google listing, any sort of ad campaign that you're running, that that's an asset in mm-hmm. and of itself. Most small businesses and a lot of small businesses, when they're getting started, especially they might go to a lead source like a home advisor or a thumbtack. That's a shared service and not exclusive, but very expensive. Right. You're renting out someone else's digital asset, whether it's per lead or per call, um, what have you. So in that format, I went out and built over 100 websites where I own the the website, the mm-hmm. phone number, the listing, all of those different things and would partner with a local business in order to you know have a mutual beneficial relationship. So it might be a commission deal, flat fee, per call, what have you. And that's where I learned the skill set to actually own the asset, especially when some of these small businesses don't just have the startup funds to go right. out and pay me as a marketing company. So I have both outlets that I can go and do, which makes it so advantageous to work with me because, you know, I'm not a one size fits all, but 
I have two different, very extremely different offerings that can help most small businesses in a local environment. Yeah, because those pages you build, they don't go away. You own those forever. So Correct. It, it's almost as if he's building his own house and then leasing the leads that the house brings in to other companies. So that's a really, um, obviously not for today, but it's a really neat rabbit hole to dive down. If you guys get a chance to look up digital landlording, um, it's labor intensive, but it's a very cost effective way to, uh, to, to raise money and to get started. So uh, yeah, good, good job on that way to touch on that. So um, anyway, back to the, uh, back to the Adam story, <laughs> dude, how do you make the leap from medical sales? Cause I know guys that have done medical sales. I'm not going to speculate as to what you made, but I'm, I'm betting your pockets weren't too shallow over there. How yeah. do you leap out of, of something like that? And was it just was it just mindset and fulfillment that you were looking for? Pretty much. And so when I when I started to kind of think about what was going to happen, it, it's kind of crazy to think about because it hasn't even been a year. So back back in 2020, right before the pandemic. I kind of told myself, you know, if you're going to take this leap, you don't, I don't have, I didn't have kids yet. We had just got married. We just got a house. Uh, if there's ever going to be a time where you can make a massive jump and bet on yourself, this is the time. Mm -hmm. So my plan was really before the pandemic hit, you're going to take 2020 to get your marketing company in a position to where you can take that leap. Right. Long story short, the pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. So what that, that allowed fun. me to do, yeah, that, <laughs> that whole thing. So I went from being on the road a lot to working long hours and all those different things to being stuck in my house. Mm -hmm. And so uh, what that allowed me to do is focus some more time and energy on the company. And with, within six weeks, the marketing side gig really turned into what was a full-time job at, you know, essentially at the time. So our fiscal year had ended uh, July 1st of last year, and I just put my two weeks in and uh, thought I had everything planned out of how it was going to go and what it was going to go. And obviously, it doesn't ever go to plan. So <laughs> um, a lot of things have happened and changed and experiments have been done since then. But I took the leap of faith. And so it'll be, you know, next month, it'll be a full year. But since then, you know, got uh, a licensing agreement with High Digital to be an owner partner. Uh, I've started two of those digital assets that I had. Uh, one's an auto glass company and another is a landscape designer retaining wall business. I've actually started and helped build teams to run those companies. Mm -hmm. So I have ownership stake in that. And so now it's more of like the, the serial entrepreneur that's been born off of what I teach my clients to do. So I have that's a lot of good conversations. Man. And I have uh, a lot of respect for most of my clients just based off the fact that, hey, you're not only doing this for your for other people, but you're doing it for yourself and you have case studies and all those different things. So, so yeah, it's it's been a, an amazing journey and hasn't even been a year yet. Hey, that's time, incredible. So. That's incredible. It's a, and it's, it's pretty good validation in the marketplace when you can say, by the way, here's a case study of a... Uh, landscaping and retaining wall company that I own that I've, I've built this out for and here's how it's going to help you. So uh, that's that's really, really neat uh, marketplace validation, dude. I'm very, very impressed. Um, so if you had to uh, 
Man, <laughs> I try to ask this question in a way that every other podcast host doesn't doesn't ask it. But um, the point of the podcast and the point of the show is to help other entrepreneurs um, succeed where maybe you failed. If there was one time where you were a little bit doubtful that it wasn't quite going to work, was there anything like that, that you can share with us that you uh, you managed to push through a little bit and uh, overcome something there? Absolutely. So, and I, I've learned a lot of lessons. So this isn't, you know, this isn't the only one, but for me, and I, and I think it resonates with a lot of small business owners is I came from the, the sales rep mentality. Mm-hmm. And so, be, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can become a business owner. One of the, the most dangerous that I figured out is being a sales rep turned <laughs> business owner. <laughs> Because yeah. I've I've always been really bad with processes and systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot more glaring o- over really like the last six to eight months. But I never I never had the personal awareness and understanding that that was a problem. So as I started to really grow my business, I joined Apex. I you know all of these different things that I, I'm learning how to grow my branding and all these different things. Refer you know referrals, business starts coming in and I just going and hammering it out. Like, Mm -hmm. let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. But it was so inefficient in the fact that I was not being, first off, I wasn't being efficient, but things were spiraling out of control based on the fact that I didn't have those core processes and systems in place on onboarding efficiency, everything like that. What, what the turning point was for me is when my auto glass company really like mid February kind of started taking off Mm -hmm. and I'm not involved in that business, but I've hired now four different people to run that business. And that business keeps going on the up and up and my marketing agency, while our sales are going up, I'm working more hours. Things are starting to, you know, crack and, and all of those different things. But I realized that I had a more scalable and sellable business in that auto glass company, which I know nothing about outside Uh of building an asset compared to my marketing agency, which I couldn't sell that for much more than what it was worth on the surface, which was just me. And people don't buy people Mm -hmm. for the most part. They want a turnkey (laughs) business. Yeah. And so that's where I started to really like figure out what's the end goal here and, and where do I need to be? And, and that's why it's worked so well over the last week or so with this transition into height, because I have those processes and systems. I have a team of experts in place. I have all those things that are going to allow me to do bigger and better things than what I'm just meant to be doing right here and now, where that's where I was so focused for so long. Yeah, I love it. And so what are your plans for the next year look like? Because you've had a pretty, uh, <clears throat> pretty sizable first year in business. And now with the new, uh, <laughs> that was a modest way to put it, I know, but you've, you've really knocked it out of the park this year. So what are your plans for Height Digital, man? Because that must be really exciting for you. Absolutely. So really from, from there it is growing our portfolio of clients and then growing a team. So I, I have an account manager now. I want to add another account manager here pretty soon, p- potentially some sales reps here in the future. But what I want that to eventually evolve and be is an opportunity for me to continue running that, mm-hmm. but then focus on these other cool projects and in, in investment and ownership opportunities. I don't want to start two new businesses every single year, like I did with the auto glass and the landscape, but I have a bunch of assets that are out there and I can create those assets pretty quickly. So I would love 
like with the landscaping stuff, I'm, I'm not really involved at all. Um, auto glass, I'm a little bit more involved from an investment standpoint, but mm-hmm. those things intrigue me from the standpoint is that if that I can start to help out more local business owners that are either just getting in the market that have struggled to market for themselves. And all I'm doing is getting some sort of equity in the business because I can create and build an asset that's scalable then those kind of projects are really cool for me and don't take a lot of time and effort outside of building that up. So that's more the long-term picture of what I, you know, why I wanted to do the height thing as well. So that way I can eventually hire uh, enough people under me to make sure this thing is running so smoothly where I can take on these creative projects that I can really dig my teeth into and make a huge impact not only on the potential partners, but then obviously hiring employees and the customers and everything there. Dude, that's a hell of a play. That's a hell of a play. I mean, you could you could literally sit with uh, a local media company and build stuff out and provide media and marketing for next to nothing in exchange for percentage ownership of position in digital real estate. That's Absolutely. Uh, that's pretty impressive, dude. Um, yeah, seriously, well done. Um, might have to uh, might have to rip that model off of you and <laughs> put it to work. Hey, down by, here. Uh, by all means, there, there's plenty of opportunity. <laughs> just fran- franchise it or something. You know, who knows? <laughs> so, man, I know you've not been in it very long. I know it's been uh, a, a very very good year for you. But I do have to ask, man. Um, a lot of people that listen to this show are either serial entrepreneurs or they're just getting started. Um, and they look to us for advice and a little bit of leadership. So from what you know now, as opposed to what you knew then, what would you, uh, what would you give one piece of advice to somebody that was starting out, not necessarily in SEO, but just starting out in business? What was, uh, what was the one thing that really helped you that really clicked for you? So surrounding yourself with great people is the difference between winning and losing. Mm-hmm. And it's not only you know, obviously your team of employees or team of people that you hire, uh, business partners, uh, all, investors, all those different things, but being in networks like we're in, mm-hmm. uh, my life has dramatically changed and the opportunities that I've been able to put myself into have been dramatically changed by being in those types of groups. Uh, self-development is on a whole other level. Those things, you know, all would not happen if I didn't have a, a tight-knit group of people uh, in all facets to really get me to, to where I needed to be. Man, there's no truer words spoken. Um, my life changed when I changed the people I hung around with. Um, it, it, it did. It changed when I changed the people I looked up to. It changed when I changed the people I followed and asked for advice. Um, so solid, solid advice there from you, mate. Um, so how is ranking on YouTube? How is that tied to ranking on Google? So obviously, you know, they're owned by the same platform, a lot of the same, you know, especially on the advertising side, a lot of the same things go back and forth. It's a little bit more uh, keyword targeted and driven on YouTube. Uh, so there, there's not, a, you know, people ask me all the time, well, what makes Bing and, you know, DuckDuckGo and all these other search engines, like what makes them tick any differently? Uh, there, there's simple things that you're doing as far as like claiming those listings, creating specific YouTube channels to uh, for the business or, or what have you. And, and most people don't do any of those things. And, and that's just kind of goes back to the core foundation. People try to, and SEO can get very complicated, but if you break it down to what it is and what it isn't, SEO is very heavily driven on content, 
which is, for example, like if you're looking at a homepage mm-hmm. on Google in a, in a local environment in a competitive market and you have less than a thousand words on your homepage, you're doing yourself a disservice because that's kind of Google's barrier. Right. So, sub pages, you know, a, a service page or a location page that can be around 500 or so. That was a most, lot of words, man. It is. And so that's where, that's where like the foundational, like everyone's going to have their own system of how they do things, but I want to have that content written and, and written correctly for search engine optimization, hit the number of words and then build out more pages than, than the local competition. So if your local competitor has 10 pages, like we just built a 30 page website for a roofer because we wanted to have all of these specific location pages. We wanted to have, you know, commercial roofing, residential roofing, all of those different things where people don't understand if you have a unique URL to commercial roofing mm-hmm. and then to commercial roofing St. Louis, you're going to be able to rank so much quicker in that particular keyword than if you tried to shove everything into a single service page or a yep. single location page. So people overcomplicate what SEO is because they don't want to do the upfront work, which it's, I I relate SEO to a lot of business. If you don't want to do the work and you want to try to take shortcuts, you're going to have a very hard time in business and you're going to have a very hard time in SEO. The, the, the thing, the only thing that I found that pays me repeatedly and consistently over time is, uh, is doing the work. Um, you know, everybody wants that shortcut. If I, I tell you, if there's a magic button on the internet that money came out of, we'd all be pushing it. Like none of us would be making podcasts. None of us would be doing SEO. We'd all be pushing the magic button that money falls out of. And, you know, yet still people send money to get rich quick people and people fall for that stuff. But it really is doing the work. And I never for once thought to put 30 pages on a website. So, you know, mm-hmm. you've, you've enlightened me as well today. How do you come up with the thousand words to write on a homepage, man? What do you talk about? So it's obviously going to depend on the, you know, the industry or, or what we're trying to accomplish with that given website. I mean, we have a full staff of, of content writers to, to be able to write all that. So, you know, obviously you're trying to hit the thousand, the thousand words, for example, but you're, you're doing keyword research to figure out what people are actually searching for. And we update the content too. Uh, so like, let's say, for example, we write a bunch of words on a homepage or a service page and it's not, you know, every, everything else is making sense in terms of the website traffic and everything, but mm-hmm. things aren't converting. We might change up the copy, you know, for our clients. We're also producing consistent copy. So our, our content and copy. So we, we write four different pieces uh, of content per month for our clients. So sometimes, you know, if it's a if it's a newer website and someone doesn't have a budget for a 30-page website or a 20-page mm-hmm. website, we might over the next 90 days write 12 new, you know, six service pages and six location pages, or we'll write 12 blogs. Mm-hmm. So the consistency of the content is just the same reason why we're, you know, on, you know, why you're consistently doing this podcast, why yeah. we're consistently posting on Facebook. All of the same principles apply. And so if you're being consistent with everything that you do, if you're taking all of those actions and you're doing all those things, that's where you're going to have success. And that's where Google's going to start saying, oh, wow, okay, they just produced four articles about HVAC or, you know, appliance repair, mm-hmm. all those different things. And so they must be, they must know what they're talking about and actually be legitimate. Dude, that's really interesting. That's really good to know, man. <laughs> 
So we're all learning today. I may just have to hire Adam to uh, to put together a, a masterclass for the guys over at Media Foundry because uh, it would certainly polish up their skill sets. Uh, all right, so I got one more question. Well, two more questions technically, Adam. But the first one is totally off the wall. Um, I want to get to know one little piece about you. If you were stuck on a desert island and you could only take three albums with you, what would those three albums be? So, crazy enough, I'm really not a big music person, so I don't, I don't you just really sit there know. In the quiet? Would, you just sit there yeah, in the well, quiet on the island. <laughs> I, I, I would, I would definitely take some country. So it would be country related for sure. I don't really. I just kind of do. Uh, if I'm listening to Pandora or Spotify, mm-hmm. I just kind of do the shuffle uh, yeah. on the particular stations. So I'm really never been a big, uh, big music person. So oh, unfortunately, man. I don't think I. Yeah, that's I the first. That's the first time I've asked that question. It's also the first time it's backfired. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I should, I should have been better prepared. So for those of you taking notes, if Adam finds himself washed up on a desert island, he'd like to sit in the quiet, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right, You'll last, find me there. Last question, mate. And I do want to thank you for coming on here because it's been super informative for both the audience and for myself, actually. I've learned uh, quite a lot just sitting here taking it all in. So thank you for that. Um, if people wanted to hire you over at Height Digital or if they wanted to follow you on Facebook or Instagram, where would we find you, buddy? Absolutely. So my uh, my Facebook name is Adam McChesney. Last name is McChesney, M-C-C-H-E-S-N-E-Y. Uh, my email is amcchesney at heightdigital.com. You can also go to heightdigital.com uh, to, to find our information there as well. Uh, let me pull up my Instagram real quick. I know I should have had that, but uh, that's another. <laughs> that's an. I, I just got Instagram not too long ago, so and, I, you know, I know – we're going to put all these uh, in the show notes for the guys listening as well. So you can run over um, on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're checking this show out and uh, hit the show notes and give Adam a follow there. What's your Instagram, buddy? It's Adam L. McChesney. Adam L. McChesney on Instagram. So, uh, dude, I want to thank you one more time for showing up and for putting this podcast together for us, man. It's been super informative. Um, guys, please go check out Adam. Follow him on his socials. And if you are needing SEO, he is uh, – shit, I'll endorse him after that. That was uh, that was a, a little masterclass here in some, uh, in some really – good tips and good things to do so uh, adam thank you guys if you have enjoyed this please do me a favor go over and follow adam on his socials uh, they are up in the show notes reach out to him if you want to work with him and see about having him do some seo for your company and uh, helping you guys along and uh, as always guys if you've got anything out of this show do me a favor uh, tag somebody in the comments screenshot it share it send it out there and don't forget to hit the subscribe button all right that's it for today a huge thanks to adam mcchesney my guest and uh, we will see you friday with another friday fire you'll have a wonderful week be cool and stay safe this episode of the small business surgeon podcast has been brought to you by the well-hung art gallery professionally mounting since 2020 be sure to listen to us on itunes spotify and wherever else you listen to your silly podcasts take care and have yourselves a wonderful day